Hey, welcome to the Infinity Bros Podcast. Before we started, we just wanted to give a quick shout out to all our brave men and women overseas in the Army, Marines, Navy, Air Force, National Guard, whatever you serve and however you serve. We just wanted to say thank you. And if you are a family member of someone who has served, we want to just give you a special thank you as well from all of the Infinity Bros to you. It's Memorial Day weekend and we just want to celebrate and thank you. So as always, we love you 3000 and hope you enjoy the podcast. Thanks. Hey, welcome to the Infinity Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Max Mosier. Today, we talk about Robert Pattinson being named as the Batman. We're going to give you our feedback and our thoughts on that. Mark talks about Brightburn, John Wick 3. I talk about Aladdin. We break down the Westworld trailer and get into what's hot, what's not in the world of pop culture. We'll finally end it with a top five we know you won't want to miss. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Infinity Bros podcast hey welcome to the infinity bros podcast the only podcast that is perfectly balanced as all things should be i'm your host max Mosier. we are recording live today no skype recording that creates its own set of challenges and rules but we're going to figure it out nonetheless two other infinity bros here with me today i've got uh to my left down the down the couch line zane ellis what's up Zane, you're going to have to be louder this time around. You know that, right? Yeah, I've been instructed multiple times that I have not been speaking loud enough. So we're going to change it. Because you talk like this and you have really strong opinions in this voice. Really excited. I need you to be the Ant-Man, Scott. 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 Nobody gets that bit but us. It's okay. And then uh, I'm looking across at him. I don't even know if Zane's got a really good angle on him. He's He's messing with his Yeti. Keeps pressing mute. Uh, maybe we'll keep that in editing. We'll find out. Nope, I'm going to be unmuted. Can I introduce you first before you come in guns hot like that? Mark Jones, everybody. Wubba lubba dub dub! Mark, I'm so glad you're here. It's really great to see you. You're you're, you're crashing at our house this weekend uh, with your fiance, and you were crashing at my house. It's really fun. Yeah, thanks for having us. You're welcome. Thanks for being here. It's really I'm, exciting. I'm happy that you think of me as a friend, and you are a great host, and your wife, Sarah. We're an okay fantastic. host. We didn't provide breakfast. You paid for the breakfast this morning, so that's okay. That's what I can, it's the least I can do for you. That's true. That is a good point. How was the air mattress last night? But this is, we're tackling the hard stuff today. Oh, yeah. I, I was really impressed with your air mattress. Usually, I sleep on air mattresses, and they're not as fancy as the one you provided. Did you, if you could rate it, um... And we'll talk about our rating system in a bit, so don't worry about it if you don't understand what he's doing here. On a scale of one to six, what would you rate our... our... You want me to rate it a 69, Zane? You can't rate it a 69, Zane. That's ridiculous. Okay, well, I would rate it a five. Just because, you know, air mattresses don't give the best back support, so... But it was still... I slept very well, so that's... So ours is the Pontiac of... Air mattresses, is that what I'm hearing from you? Whoa, why are you going guns hot not, Pontiac? Not Pontiac, but... Uh, well, it was a five out of six. May, maybe like it a, okay. It's good, but maybe it's Maybe like a Lincoln. Wow. What would be a six in regards to cars for your ranking? Probably like a McLaren or like a Lamborghini. Okay. Something more higher end that, yeah. you know, you could buy a house or a Lamborghini. It's up to you. That's a good point. Hey, welcome to the Infinity Bros Podcast. We hope that you're enjoying your time with us. We are a pop culture um podcast we're going to talk about movies film tv elemental p all that jazz um we will not be talking about air mattresses for the duration of this podcast do not worry 
Uh, we hope that you're checking us out for the first time. And uh, we have a lot of listener feedback to get to this week, guys. Are you excited about that, Zane? I am super pumped. I want to know what people have to say. Uh, it's probably not going to be good, to be honest, Zane, but we're going to do our best to to have it be fun. Um, so it, we are on iTunes, which is a lot of fun. And uh, so I've got a couple different rating, ratings that I want to get to. Zane, did you know that we have 18 different five-star ratings on our iTunes page? I did not know that. How many of other ratings do you think we have? Um, Of non-five-star ratings, uh, five. We don't have any other ratings except for five-star ratings. We are, if you go to our page, it says 5.0 out of five. So we're basically cream of the crop. We're basically out here batting 1,000 is what you're telling me. Yeah, it means that all of us have a mom or a dad that's given us a five. <laughs> that's true. But now you're putting it out there that we you know, we do have enemies who live amongst us that could go out there to sabotage our five out of five rank. Who, who would be the one person out of our group to put that as lower than a five? Would that be you, Mark? Honestly, that probably fits your personality. I don't think it would be me because I'm a part of this. I don't want us to look bad. I know, but somebody in our group might try to sabotage it just for kicks and giggles, and I feel like that might be you. I think it might be you that you're pressing this on me so hard. No, I'm not mad. I'm just I'm not. I did not say you're a bad Max. I just, okay. All right. Well, let's go ahead and just read the uh, reviews here. The first one comes from uh, Lukey Edlund. Do you think this guy's related to Isaac? Because Isaac's last name is Edlund. Um, I mean, there's a chance... I'm I'm going to guess yes. Maybe like say, a distant cousin. It's about a 98% chance. But he says, quality podcast. I listen to these guys on my way into work. They never fail to make me laugh and think critically. Just an all-around wholesome podcast. If you're into the MCU or nerd culture, this is the podcast for you. Lukey, thank you very much. We really appreciate your feedback. Giving a five out of five. That's pretty doggone good ratings, Zane. What do you think? Uh, I would have to agree with Luke there. Uh, I'm pretty sure we uh, have really good uh, opinions, and I'm glad people like them. Do you do you listen to us on the way into work, Mark? Uh, I listen to you, or listen to us at work. I also listen to us at work. I don't know how you can do that while you play laser tag. That seems kind of <laughs> that is hurtful, Mark. Jeez, come on, don't go putting my stuff out there, okay? My pizza parties and my lasers, at, my, my laser tag are my own business. Uh, the next one comes from K Manimal. K Manimal. Five stars. Great discussion on nerd culture. He or she says, These guys are a great listen to and learn from. I'm sorry. These are great to listen to and learn from. Informative, even if you're not super knowledgeable on the subject. Respectful of each other's opinions. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if they listen to this the show. And voices through heated topics. Very nostalgic listening to discussions about my childhood heroes. Are they talking about Detective Pikachu or are they talking about like Marvel or like what What do you think they're referring to with the childhood heroes? I just want to go back to the whole, you know, respecting thing. Like, are we sure they're listening to our podcast? Did they listen to the Game of Thrones podcast? Because, I mean, Isaac goes, yeah, I really liked it. And then Robbie goes, did you watch the same show that I watched today? Like, literally, that was Robbie's feedback after that. I just don't see what K-Manimal uh, sees in us. Maybe maybe we just are too hard on ourselves, Zane. Uh, maybe K-Manimal just sees, you know, the positivity and just sees the better part of ourselves that we don't even see. That's a great point. Yuck. <laughs> yeah, I might be with you, Mark, on that. that. I agree. Five out of five. Thanks, K-Manimal. We really appreciate it. And then we've got G10DWI. <laughs> Woof. 
Yeah, that one could be bad. Kind of nerdy, but I guess if you guys like that stuff, it'd be good for you. Five out of five. That might be the most lackluster five out of five star I've ever read in my life. I think that was a shot in the dark. I kind of feel like that whoever left that review like wears jorts on a regular basis. There's a good chance that G10DWI um, doesn't have uh, great ways of traveling to and from home, but I digress. Um, we have one more five-star rating because, Zane, we don't have anything below five stars because we're just perfect, you know? Yeah, definitely. You get it. New, new, new podcast. We're on episode seven. We're basically famous now. Um, the last one says just simply, Wow. From a bear among bison. You want smart, clever, handsome, and insightful? They have all of that. And that's just Isaac. The rest <laughs> of the crew have some redeeming qualities as well. I give this podcast a six infinity stones out of six. Finally, someone uses the rating system, Mark. Someone is using our rating system for us. It's really nice. We, I, I'm happy that we've finally broken through the pop culture ceiling. It's about time. This is ridiculous. This It gets out of control for me. The five, the five out of fives that nobody has come in until a bear among bison to say, hey, six out of six. But you may be listening to our podcast for the first time, and you may not understand our rating system. So we're going to go ahead and place our rating bumper right here. Here on the Infinity Bros podcast, everything is ranked from a zero to six point scale. Zero meaning horrible, and six meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a six, it gets an infinity step. All right, we should probably get to the show now. What do you think, guys? You want to get going? Should we get started? I think that's a good plan. We've got a uh, we got a pretty busy show, but we're not going to bury the lead. We're going to break right into it right out the gate. Uh, last week, it was announced that Robert Pattinson, yes, Twilight's Robert Pattinson, will be taking over as the Batman in the Matt Reeves directed and written series. Is it called the Batman? I don't know. It's I think that's something. the working title is the Batman. The Batman, which it's supposed to be not Batman, not a Batman. The Batman. Well, that's really good. I'm so really... if my sisters ever hear this, they know that it's called the Batman. I'm just glad that somebody is kind of defining that for me because there's so many different Batman that I need to know which one I'm trying to watch. Um, so that Rob... fair is you're, you're you're a novice DC watcher, so that's I'm glad that they're putting it out there for you that you know it's the Batman, not like. Oh, here's Sunday night Batman or, you know, Tuesday morning Batman. We got the Batman. Here's Adam West Batman. Here's Kevin Conroy Batman. Here's the Batman, played by the guy from Twilight. Okay, cool. Uh, What do you guys (laughs) uh, just want to break this news down? Give me your opening thoughts. Zane, we'll start with you. What do you think of Robert Pattinson being hired? Do you like it? Do you hate it? What is your ranking of this news? Um, I, I guess I don't entirely hate it. Like, I think he really gets a bad rap just because of so much hate for the Twilight movies. But if you've seen anything else he's done, like, I don't think he's a terrible actor. And I think this will be a big opportunity to show what else he can possibly do. So I don't hate it, but I'm cautiously optimistic about it. I think it's going to... it's going to be a great great opportunity to see um him take this role on i mean we go back to when heath ledger was cast as a joker and people just cr- crapped on that 
and thought, oh, how could you have this dude that's kind of like, you know, been in rom-coms and been not serious, take on this serious role. And, you know, a lot of people went in thinking, you know, negative towards this movie. And then all of a sudden, bam, Heath Ledger's Joker is like iconic now. Or I think that might be a good thing for the Batman with Robert Pattinson um, getting this bad. Maybe, you know, not having the best rep right now, but once we go in there and, you know, he gives his A-game performance and we're just blown away and then we get, you know, our socks rocked off like Lady Gaga style. So This news is interesting to me. And, and you brought up what I was going to say already is that we had this similar situation, I mean, probably what? Um, 12 years ago. 12 years ago, I mean, with Heath Ledger. And then they kind of started unveiling all this, these pictures and these things of what he was doing. And it was like, oh, this is... This is a fresh take. Have we had a bad Batman since maybe George Clooney? Batman, yes. I mean, George Clooney, great Bruce Wayne. Let's put that out there. So you would say that George Clooney is an above average Bruce Wayne, a below average Batman? Yes. I mean, you put nipples on the suit and then that just <laughs> throws it throws in the trash right there. Is that George's fault, though? No, but I mean, you could have been like, hey, guys, maybe, you know. Give me some tape to put over the nipples. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I can blame him for that. I think he was okay in that role. I just don't think there's ever been a bad Batman. I don't think we've ever had a bad Batman. And I think that's really kind of important to keep in mind here is if there hasn't been a bad Batman, then why are we freaking out about Robert Pattinson first? That's the first thing I would say. That That's just my opinion. Like I, I honestly don't remember a bad Batman from my perspective. I mean, every one of them has their own take. I think the only negative one I've ever thought was Ben Affleck. And Affleck, I thought, did a wonderful job in Batman versus Superman. And then everybody was terrible in Justice League. Everybody. So it didn't matter. But Except I, for, except for uh, Jason Momoa. I mean, no, yeah. Jason Momoa was terrible in Justice League. They were I, all terrible in Justice League. I give that ranking a fan-fortastic. <laughs> <laughs> my ranking like you're ranking my ranking yeah i'm ranking no i'm ranking that opinion yeah i'd give justice league a two out of six two out of six well That's i'm not fair. until the snyder cut comes out i'm not gonna comment on oh that. here we go the snyder cut the but snyder i want to i want to comment on the stay on, this topic, on the please. batman aspect i think the or the robert pattinson batman i think what's so negative about it is a lot of people know him as you know uh what edward from twilight i'm right uh, yes. Okay, good. Good that we have the Twilight expert. The resident expert, absolutely. Um, Zane is our Twilight go-to guy, so whatever he says on this subject goes. That's yes. a lot. And that's a, you know, it was a teen heartthrob book and then movie and made a ton of money, so it has, so he is always going to carry that, just like, um, well, maybe like the Harry Potter guy. What's his name? Daniel Radcliffe? Yeah, Daniel Radcliffe. He's going to always just be known as uh, as Harry Potter. So he's always going to be known as Edward, Edward from Twilight, Robert Pattinson. Zane, what's your, Zane, what's your stance real quick on uh, My Little Pony? Do you have any like feedback on that at all? Do you, do, what other teenage uh, girl things that you've watched in your life do you know a lot about? Are you asking Zane if he's a brony? <laughs> I am asking Zane if he's a brony because he has a lot of knowledge on Harry Potter and Twilight. I'm really impressed. I love that it's wow, like knew the actor's name. <laughs> yeah, it's just an actor's name and suddenly that just equates to having tons of Twilight and Harry Potter knowledge. Well, I just was wondering, it was either that or Charmed. It was the TV series Charmed. Maybe you watched that a lot. I don't know. You know a lot about people with powers that are dramatic. I mean, that's that's valid, but I just 
know tons of random information. It's my curse. You don't have it's to yell. This is a podcast. You don't have to yell. I'm sorry. I'm getting very excited. Wait, how, going back on topic. I know we're getting a little <laughs> off topic here. But what I wanted to finish with, a lot of people who are in, you know, predominantly men who enjoy comic books, and especially Batman, they see, oh, the Twilight guy is now going to be Bruce Wayne and Batman. Um, no, thank you. And I'm over here. And I think maybe we all can agree on this. Let's let's see this take. Right. I mean, that's what's going to make this special. So, yeah, I I really like Pattinson in a movie called Remember Me, starring him and Emily DeRaven. Um, from let me make sure I'm saying it. They Ravine. She's from Lost. She plays Claire in Lost. This movie comes out in 2010, I think, and it's a wonderful, wonderful movie. If you ever want to go see, if you want to get a cheap free like you know you're you're on fx and you're trying to find some movie that you're trying to watch watch this one this gets a four and a half out of six from my end i really like this movie a lot and uh remember me stars him in that he just does an awesome job in that i think twilight it's just that's part of his resume like everybody has a movie along the way that they had to make for money or they had to kind of, I don't know, sell out for? I don't know. Is is that a fair well, way to say I wouldn't say that? it would be selling out for Robert. I'm sure. I mean, I don't know. I don't have his IMDb page in front of me, but I would assume Twilight's got to be one of his first movies. So it's like, that's his first break. That's what gets him into the ether of pop culture. Right. Well, not only that, but like that still was a very popular movie. Like he grew in popularity because of that and so it might not be a movie that's something that we enjoy but many people did he can hate the movie or we can hate the movie more so than others but the reality is is that's why he's in hollywood is because of that series and that series was successful because they did a great job with storytelling and he did do a great job i don't i don't watch those movies i think i watched the last one to help out Sarah's addiction with that but um yeah I, I I'm sure he I'm assuming he did his job in that role and I'm assuming he fulfilled his role very well I just don't think it's fair to immediately send him to the side on the Batman because we did that I think a lot of people did that with Ledger I think a lot of people did that with Affleck and I think Affleck turned out phenomenally um he was the best part of Batman versus Superman as far as I'm concerned and I don't know. I just don't think I don't think this this news is is as big of news as people are making it personally. Because we got a, for listener feedback too. We got three or four different types of communication to be like, hey, are you when are you talking about this? Because we talked about Game of Thrones last week, so everybody was kind of expecting us to talk about that. And I don't know. I didn't feel like it. Didn't really hurt me or make me feel excited either way. There wasn't. There's really anything. My perspective is, and this is maybe another discussion, is I don't need another Batman movie. I have plenty of Batman movies in my in my repertoire of my life. Now, how many Batman movies have we seen? I mean, like, even if we include Batman Return of the Joker, I mean, like, we can include that one. We've got Batman, Batman Returns, Batman and Robin, Batman Forever, Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises, Batman versus Superman, Justice League. That's 11, and I'm sure there's others that I'm not even counting. So I'm just saying, like, I don't need another Batman movie. I've only had one Wonder Woman movie. I've only had a handful of Superman movies in my time since I know, I know there were movies before we were born, and those were really great. 
but like Man of Steel 2 would have been great. Aquaman 2 even to an extent. I'm I'm all for that. It, it did really well in the box office. I would love a Flash movie. I'd love a Green Lantern movie. We talked about that on I think episode 2 Zine you and I did. We were like Green Lantern, give us that movie. Give us the right Green but Lantern. But they gave movie. us a Green Lantern movie and that bombed. They didn't do it See, right. See what, what won't a, bomb now in this culture is Batman. Just like Spider-Man movies, they're Spider-Man for Marvel is what Batman is for DC. They're, they're properties that if they, you know, even if they half-assed it, they could still make a ton of money off of it. Because you think of not only putting out a movie, you're putting out merchandise, toys. There's a lot to go with it. When that Batman Rob movie came out, you know who had all the toys? This guy. Mark Jones did? Mark Jones did. You know, nipples and all. Just... That was the big had, selling point. Had my point Batman Robin toys. Yeah, you were really excited about the nipples. That was you've brought up the nipples a couple different times. A actually, lot, this yeah, just, just twice, but you know, twice is a lot. That's like two more times than Zane and I were going to bring it up. That's so. two more times than anyone needs to bring up nipples in a podcast. Well, no, no, I'm not talking just nipples in general. I'm talking about Batman nipples. Well, let's from calm Batman down and Robin. on nipples in podcast. Now, now you maybe bring it up a third time. Yeah, see what you've done. Yeah, Zane, like nipples. There are podcasts about nipples. Okay, let's let's give them their space. Okay, come on, seriously, don't be that guy. Um, no, I just, I just don't think, I don't think that there needs to be another Batman movie. I think I disagree with you on that. I, I think that DC has the characters to do it. I think Marvel has created the, the, um, the way to do it. And I, I we were talking about this offline the other day is I think DC was, is primed to do justice league right now. I wish they hadn't done it before. I wish now they were starting. I think it. you're, you're, uh expecting too much from warner brothers and to that's do what just Marvel frustrating did. that's i mean and to, yeah. to comment further on you know do we need another batman i think i think we could take another batman i don't think what we need another of and the rumors have been that the villains and the batman are the two or at least two of the main ones so they said there's gonna be like a handful of them but the main are gonna be the penguin and catwoman and you look back it's like well they did that in batman returns like why are you bringing you know, another team up of the same villains when you have a whole arsenal and gallery of villains that haven't even been the sc- on the screen yet. So is it just, it's a safety net? It's like, hey, we want to be safe with this. We're Warner Brothers. We don't know what we're doing over here, but we're hoping we can just throw you Robert Pattinson, get him, get those followers to come. And then, oh, you know Catwoman and, and, uh, and Penguin. We'll throw them in there too and bam, give us your money. So from your perspective, this just seems like a grab bag this seems like them throwing things against a wall, hoping something will stick. I, I say if that if it ends up being Catwoman and the Penguin as the villains, kind of. I would I would agree with what you said. But them taking a take with a younger Bruce Wayne and Batman, I think that would be that's a nice take because we haven't had that. You look at all the people who played Batman. I mean, what Christian Bale was in his late twenties, so I guess that would be a, a younger Batman. I'm what's Robert Pattinson? That's, that's Zane. the Is Batman he in his late Begins 20s too, or early Yeah, 30s? yeah, I think mid twenties. So, there. but that's Batman Begins. That's True. what that movie is. And I, I don't know if this is going to be an origin story. Hopefully it's not. We've already had, I mean, enough of those. We've had enough of everything, Mark. There's no stage of not Batman enough. we haven't had now. Even with Give Batman, me Batman versus with... Clayface. That's what I want. Clayface is one of my favorite. Or uh, Yeah, you Doom, want you. Mm-hmm. The only characters in the, if you look back at the uh, Tim Burton versions of Batman, I mean, he was even an executive producer for uh, Forever and uh, Batman and Robin. Give us a legit Mr. Freeze. Don't give us the Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> you know, pun freeze. Give us the legit, like, you know, 
backstory and you kind of feel for him like a like a Thanos in a sense where it's like, oh, okay, I can see why, you know, you want to do this to save the universe. So you'd want Clayface. Who else would you want then to be villains? Like if I said, Mark, I'm going to give you the budget. You can pick whoever you want as villains to. Give me Clayface. If I'm going to, I'm going to pick three. Clayface, uh, give me Mr. Freeze, and then Condiment King. <laughs> I love the Condiment King take. That's brilliant. That's why we have you on this show for takes like Thank that. Thank you. What uh, what three would you want, Ma- uh, Max? No, that's a great question. I think if I could choose who I want to be, oh, that's a great point. I th- Honestly, Joker is fine. Give me more Joker. I'm fine. Jerk Leto? I'm fine with more Joker. I don't like Jared Leto, but I think like Joker is the antithesis to Batman. I'm fine with that. I don't know if I think a penguin could be done correctly. There are some great runs where penguin is just like he ruins people's lives where he will find something or somebody will betray him and then he'll just go the distance of like ruining their family, ruining their career, getting them to basically want to take their own life. And just then at that point, he comes to kill them. Like, I, that's the kind of penguin I want. I don't want the Danny DeVito penguin. I don't want I that caricature. I want a crime boss that is intelligent and buys everybody. He has everybody in his back pocket. That's the kind of penguin I want. And then with Catwoman, I don't want this sexist figure anymore. I don't want this sexual body that's used for... <laughs> Um, I'm serious. I don't want that. I think, I think in the past with Michelle Pfeiffer's take, she was this kind of sexual icon almost. And even in the comics, the way should they dress her up? It's, she's kind of just this body for Bruce Wayne to engage in sexual intercourse with. And I just, I don't know. That's not, that's not what I'm looking for well, they didn't in these do movies. And Hathaway. But you know, she was never called Catwoman. Though. Yeah. But I mean, like, honestly, if you are going to talk about, a sexual presence that's poison ivy that's the sexual presence that like if you want to play that up okay mark that's gross but if you want to play that up like as a comic book character that's the character that i would push that towards more so than cast uh, as poison ivy if that was there who's your who's your uh that's a great question. Ooh. I don't know. Who oods what you're trying? Would you want to go? Would you want to go younger across the board on all these castings? Oh, I, th- I feel. Um... Like a mixed bag. Like if you're gonna do Penguin, I would almost want to do a little bit older. So then he's, so you're not really getting an origin. Like he's already existing in the universe, or in Gotham. Like he already has everything established. He already has everyone in their back pocket. Because if you do someone younger, how do they get everyone in their back pocket? I think for me, honestly, now that I think out loud about this, give me, give me Joker first act just to get the audience warmed up. Um, and then give me Riddler second and third act. Yes. And then give like actually make Bruce Wayne be a detective. First act, like you could show that crime fighting that and, and that like. And I think that's what the Batman's feel. supposed to be is it's supposed to be more on the detective side where you actually see him investigate stuff. Yeah. I mean, you play any of the Arkham games, that's what you basically do. Right, right. And I think that's something that they could definitely hit on really well is if they kind of took a page out of those Arkham games and yeah, just really give us that detective. Like we had it in like Christian Bale's more like the brawler and the fighting. Like we have yet to kind of have that Batman that really is that intellect that is out solving crimes. It's too much focused on, oh, I'm going to just go beat people up. Well, where's this intelligence that he's just going to outsmart everyone? 
or in a, uh, The Dark Knight Rises where his issue is, oh, the bad guy Bane has a nuclear bomb. Oh, wait, no, it's uh, Ra's Ghoul's daughter. And that's what and only Batman can solve that problem. Like, you know, the right, military can't right. get involved. Oh, they blew up the bridge. We can't do anything. Ah, okay. Well, even going further, you if Robert Pattinson does play this Batman as a... Um, if he plays this Batman as a detective, he's going to go down as the best Batman of all time. Because the fans are going to freak out about it. The fans are going to love it, and then they're going to roll out a new trilogy. Because that's what that's what fans want. It would be fresh, and you don't have to give us these crazy foils of Batman that we've had to watch over the years from Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face to... Um, the Riddler being played by Jim Carrey. You could actually create decent characters that touch on some of the tones that the comic books talk of, but also stay in that realm of what made The Dark Knight such a special series. Now, I think The Dark Knight is a little overrated, and I think Zane would agree with me on that. That whole series as a whole is not as good as I think people give it credit for. Those are strong words for uh, Robbie Sauter not being in the room. I know, and that's why we say <laughs> it, right? But I'm just saying... I think you could give the best of both worlds. And if Robert Pattinson walks into this role and Matt Reeves sets him up to be a detective first and a crime fighter second, you are going to be opening up a brand new series and DC is going to have some serious question marks on how do you connect him with Wonder Woman and what they should be doing with Shazam, but it probably won't happen. And then Aquaman and then whatever other, whatever other characters they decide to go forward with. Because DC, you can say that you don't have expectations of them, Mark, but DC is going to try Justice League again. And, and I think you do that in the, the route five years. of doing the Flashpoint paradox. If they get that Flash movie out, which they've talked with, they're going to do the Flashpoint, you can kind of erase the Batfleck in some of your past, like they did with Days of Future Past. And if you do it properly and you retcon it, it could turn out good because you're doing a storyline that is in the comics. So if he fixes something in you know, an alternate future or past or however you want to look at it, you could have different characters involved. So, like, you don't have to, like, you know, make a joke with, like, Jason Momoa or Gal Gadot about, like, oh, man, you look younger, Bruce, if if they decided to connect the existing people. It's just going to be really interesting to see what they do. Zane, any last-second thoughts before we move on to our next topic? No, I just really just agree with, I feel like, a way you can get a fresh take on Batman is to really go to the detective side. And I know if that's the Batman they put out with Pattinson, um, that would get me more excited and it would definitely get me more on the train of possibly what they could be rolling out because that's what I want to see. That's what I want to see from Batman. For those that are wondering, Pattinson was born in 86, so that would make him 30... I'm bad at 33 this year or... Am I bad at math? I am bad at math. You'd either be 33 or be turning 33. Yeah, I mean, so for me, I look at that. You can do 20 years with that character if it's that good. And I think that's what DC is trying to try here. So hopefully they go full detective. Because if you go full detective, I think people are going to think he's the best Batman ever. So that's what it is. So, Mark, some movies came out in the last two weeks. Uh, you and I were able to go catch a couple of them. Zane, did you catch John Wick or any other movies this week? Unfortunately, No. Okay. Possibly tonight. Okay. Well, we're going to give some non-spoiler reviews. What, what, Mark? Is that is that even possible? 
um, we're going to do our best to give non-spoiler reviews. So maybe try not to give away any major plot points. Mark, you saw John Wick 3 and Brightburn. Uh, yeah, I, I did with that so last one. Let, why don't you start with one, then I'll talk about Aladdin, then you can talk about your other one. So which one do you want to start with? I'll start with Brightburn. Okay. Uh, you know, Brightburn tells a story, or they advertise it as, you know, you know, what if Superman grows up in Kansas, but then turns out evil? And that's a, oh, yeah, that's good, good, good what if story. So I go to this movie, and I had heard and read that it was supposed to be on the scarier end. And I guess the synopsis of it is, it's a straight up horror movie. It is legit terrifying. I went with my fiance on our anniversary on Thursday. Happy anniversary, honey. Yep. <laughs> and she was closing her eyes for most of the movie because she thought it was terrifying and like was bawling how scary it was afterwards. And I was upset that I didn't tell her it was a full on horror movie. And I'm thinking, I, I didn't know it was going to be a horror movie, but end of the day it tells a good and the actor who plays uh brandon Breyer, the you know the evil uh super villains it's, it's basically a super villain origin story in a sense <laughs> but i think what makes it the most creepy is this actor this kid actor shows like zero emotion for some of his actions even though it's portrayed that he grows up in this loving family but you know events happen where he kind of you know, you can see he's turning evil, he like, and just, he's just doing this out of a bloodlust, and he just knows he can't be, like, you just see him grow as knowing how powerful he gets, and see, you know, the different, you know, actions he does, like murders that he commits, in a sense, and, and it's gruesome, it's a gory movie, too, which I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not a big gory person anymore, I used to love watching gore movies like Saw and stuff, but it was over the top for me, and I even, like, the whole aspect at the end is um it's just a terrifying aspect of you know what do you do in a world where there are no heroes and now there's this being that's you know powerful and can't be stopped by anything and uh, you're not going to break down what happens at the end thankfully so if people want to go see it but you're you're a horror guy you've said that before yeah i I mean i I do enjoy a good horror i'm not if i know the movie's going to be gory i will at this point in my life i probably won't go see it because i'm not into gore anymore but give me a jason movie that could be a new jason movie if that's gory i'll go see it because it's, it's jason would Friday you Thursday. consider this movie a slasher film oh no <laughs> okay because i'm reading reviews about it that have said oh it's kind of a slasher film towards the back end because i mean it's not i don't think this is a secret Actually, they're showing what? it in the trailer yeah. they're killing a lot of people they, there are a lot of killing i guess when i think of a slasher it's um i guess yeah you could say it's almost a slasher with the ending how he kind of goes on a little bit of a rampage in the town, but or with the people in the town. How did the movie look for being only a seven million dollar budget? Uh, well, I thought it was nine million, and then you had corrected me the other uh, last night that it was seven million, and it would have fooled me with the some of the flying sequences and what they do for uh, some CGI. That's it was, I mean, beautifully shot. I mean, maybe they're, I mean, how they kept their budget low. They probably filmed everything in one location and. How do you do you think that's because of James Gunn and all his connections? Probably. I'm sure he maybe have done uh, throw it a little favors or ask for a few favors. Yeah, I'm sure. I I just imagine he does that. What was really interesting about reading about this movie and I'll I'll post some links to this as well is they were planning on availing this at Comic-Con last year. Well, that was around the same time that James Gunn's 
um, old Twitter comments that got him initially fired from Disney were surfacing. So they didn't even get to really market this movie nearly as much as they wanted to. And they almost, I guess, at times were considering pulling Gunn from a producer role. Like they were going to give him in the credits, but they weren't going to put it in the trailers. Like if you watch the Brightburn trailers, you're seeing from the the mind of James Gunn, you know, stuff like that. Um, did you feel his flavor in this movie? I know there were Slither people in it. I know uh, he wrote and directed that. I mean, did you feel like this was a James Gunn film? I know his family wrote it, but how did you feel about it? I It, it definitely felt like a James James Gunn-esque movie. I mean, he was even an executive producer for Dawn of the Dead, I believe. He directed that, I believe. I'll look it up while you're talking. I thought Snyder directed it and he might have produced it. Either way. But or he wrote it, I bet. Or wrote it, yeah. yeah, it, yeah. it felt... It felt very James Gunn, which also, which you know, after having some reflection on it, it's like, man, I wonder what he would he could do if they made like a Guardians of the Galaxy horror movie. Like, can you imagine that? And I cannot. I it, that would be. I think he could do some terrifying stuff. But um, he wrote yeah. the screenplay for Dawn of for Dawn of the Dead. Okay, but um, he definitely had his flavor with Brightburn in in this for the horror aspect of it. Do you consider this more of a Saw movie then? No, it wasn't. It wasn't nonstop gore. Just some of the scenes where you see Brandon Breyer, the evil Superman, you know, in quotes, quotations. Um, to some of his actions, just are over the top. Yeah. Like, you, I mean, I didn't need to see that up close. You, I could, yeah, I could see that from a distance. I, that's all I needed. I knew what he was doing over that. I didn't need to see the finished product. I would have thought with a $7 million budget that they would try to kind of play with your mind a little bit and oh. have him drag people like into the shadows a lot. Oh, no, 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 no that happened. happened. Like they didn't show everyone's, you know, finished remains. Okay. Just a few that were like, I, I, I could have, I could have been okay without this. What was your rating of this movie? Uh, gosh. I think a combo of it being like a super villain origin story. And I mean, just it was well done. I mean, there there were some cracks I thought in, or some plot holes that you could maybe point out when you really, if we, you know, dive deep like we did with Endgame. But I, I would give it a five out of six. I think it was pretty good. That's a pretty high. And they kind of set you. it up at the end that there could be sequels, and even James Gunn himself has said, "Yeah, we could do a Brightburn universe." So, wow, a James Gunn Brightburn led universe. Sounds like it will make a lot of money. So, sounds like I won't be going to see it though. Well, you, there, I mean, once it comes out on uh, on Blu-ray, you can see it during the day. Open up all these blinds. <laughs> you can invite watch us it with your over. Child, so, yeah, we can hold your hand. Yeah. like when we watched it for the first time. Yeah, we could get some incense going, and it'll be fine. It I don't remember burning incense for it, but we can do that for Brightburn. Yeah, it's fine. Do. It's okay. It's good. Uh, Zane, are you gonna go see Brightburn? Yeah, I definitely like it was one of those things I was like, this looks pretty good. But after hearing Mark saying it's way more of a horror movie, that definitely got more of my attention because I just I, I love horror movies. And I feel like we can get more of that superhero type genre into horror. And because it's something that really hasn't been done before. So just listening to Mark talk about it, it definitely has me more excited to see it. And if you go to your, like, a you know, move, whatever local movie theater is close to you and you go to their website, it does list it as horror as a genre. And I thought in my head, it's like, well, mm. they can't list it as an action movie because it's, you know, it's even though it's a superhero movie. But, oh, yeah, it's a horror. It's <laughs> They mm. didn't get that wrong. <laughs> okay. Good to know. So check out Brightburn. It's in theaters right now. 
Um, James Gunn is a producer on it. I want to make sure I get the writer's names right here before we move on. Elizabeth Banks is in it. Uh, David Denman's in it. He he's a uh, what's what's Pam's boyfriend's name in the office? I, f- I forget his name. Whatever his name is, I can't comment then, because that's for the, lesser people to know. Oh, hey. that's a good point. We want to make sure we we don't touch that subject around Zane. Um, <laughs> and then Jackson A. Dunn plays Brandon Breyer. What's your rating of his performance? Just because he's playing this really creepy kid. I mean, I I think it's a six out of six. Just the way he like. I feel if you made him or going back to my fiance Kelly, she she thought uh, he had no redeeming qualities. Or wait, was that what you and I were talking about? With no redeeming qualities. Well, you you articulated yesterday that he was kind of a flat character. Yeah, and I think that's what made him more creepy is having that's no emotional. That's that's a writing issue. That's not a dir- that's no. I thought issue. it was perfect though. Him having you don't want this character having redeeming qualities. Oh, okay. I thought I think that's what made it even more scary when you thought of like the whole you know big picture aspect with him is if he had any redeeming qualities or thought like oh he could be better then it's just like well then that could happen where it's like dude this dude's gonna be evil and there's nothing you can change about it. And that's what makes it even more frightening. Wow. So check out Bright Burn. It's in theaters. Written by Brian and Mark Gunn. So there you go. There you go. It's pretty crazy. Uh, Sarah and my wife and I got to go check out Aladdin yesterday. And I'll kind of just quick. Uh, I'm going to say the synopsis real quick. Just because everybody's seen Aladdin. But want to make sure that I get it right for them. I guess I'm just going to have to do the quick one up top. A kind-hearted street urchin and a power-hungry grand vizier vie for magic lamp that has the power to make their deepest wishes come true. This came out on Thursday night. Um, it made $7 million Thursday night. I don't know the whole budget on that. Maybe, Zane, you can figure that out while I chat. Um, but I got to go see this with Sarah yesterday. Uh, and and Disney's doing this push now that and I'll talk about this a little bit maybe you guys can kind of engage in the conversation on this too of Disney is making these live action movies and some of them are hitting and others are not um so from my perspective I absolutely loved absolutely loved the jungle book I give that movie a 6 out of 6 I'm really looking forward to Lion King just because of how jungle book looked um Beauty and the Beast one of my favorite Disney cartoon movies of all time. Didn't turn out as good as I thought it was, the live action was. I thought it was a three out of six, maybe even a two out of six. Because I gave Detective Pikachu a three out of six, and I think it's better than that movie. So I'll say a two out of six. Um, I thought Cinderella was muff. Uh, so I'd give that a two out of six. And I thought that Maleficent, when they redid that, was a one out of six. Um, I did not enjoy that movie at all. And I really, really love the character of Maleficent. So that's part of the reason that I just did not enjoy that movie. And so seeing Aladdin, uh, I was a little nervous coming into it. Um, And the reason is, and and I found this out watching this movie, and I think a lot of people are going to find this out, is Robin Williams was such a huge piece of the classic. And Robin Williams' presence is sorely missed in this. But the best part of this movie was Will Smith. Um, Will Smith plays the genie in such a way that I thought was a great homage to Robin Williams. There are specific jokes from the original that I just remember because I watched it so much as a kid. And Will Smith says it in just a different tone. 
Um, and I thought he did a wonderful job. I loved Naomi Scott in this movie. Um, she played the Pink Ranger in the Power Rangers movie. I give that movie a five and a half out of six. I love that movie. Um, and I thought she was phenomenal in this movie. She has a couple of singing parts where she just, I did not know she could sing. She can sing very well. Um, I thought uh, the sets were beautiful, but it did feel like a play. Um, and that will play into my ranking of this movie because it felt like this movie was kind of a, uh, oh, sorry, I hit my mic there. It felt like this movie was a Broadway show. It did not feel like this movie was kind of like The Jungle Book. The Jungle Book felt like this huge world I was going in. Even Sleeping Beauty and Cinderella, I felt like I was exploring this world with those characters. I didn't feel like that in this movie. I kind of felt like Agrabah was a little um, uh, stilty. It felt like it felt very fake for the most part. And even like seeing, we just saw Endgame and all the backgrounds in Avengers Endgame. Uh, it, it felt like it all was part of it. It didn't feel like it in this movie. And so uh, I just wrote a couple things down. Uh, I absolutely hated Iago and Juf- Jafar in this movie. The actor who played Jafar was terrible. Um, there was no menacing quality in his voice. He has this kind of higher pitch voice a little bit like this, and it really did not help him well at all. I thought the original Jafar just was so menacing. Um, Iago was the worst part of this movie by a mile. I give it a fan fortastic on Iago. That that portrayal was horrible. I think I told you this last night, Mark. Gilbert Gottfried should have just come back and done it again. In a, in a in just a bird costume would even made it better. Like not honestly, even CGI. I'm just honestly it would have throw and some they, red paint on him. And I'm not gonna. Spo- well, you know what? For Aladdin, people have seen the original, so I'm not really spoiling the ending of this movie by talking about this but they make a choice with Iago down the stretch in in the uh climax of this movie that makes no sense it's very weird and it was like kind of they deviated from one choice that was made in the cartoon and they made this choice with Iago and I'm like okay you're losing me now I felt like Jafar becoming a big old snake at the end of the original was more realistic than what they did with Iago and so, um, yeah, and again, it's a cartoon movie. I get it. It's playing on my nostalgia. Didn't like that. Um, the other thing is the guards just weren't scary in this movie. I don't know if you guys remember the cartoon guards from the Aladdin. Like, Do you remember the really big one? You yeah, know which one I'm yeah. talking about? The character that plays him is t- is like thin. And oh, really? for whatever reason, that just didn't work for me. It, it He didn't feel menacing at all. Just the people that were supposed to be bad didn't feel bad in this movie. And, um, but I, 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 those are some nitpicks that I had. It felt like a play. I love Naomi Scott and Will Smith. This is their time to shine in this movie. Critics are going to tell you that this, that these actors didn't do a good job. I didn't see it. I disagreed with it. I thought Aladdin did fine. I thought Naomi Scott was brilliant. I thought Will Smith was awesome. This movie is worth it alone going to see it, and I'm so glad. I thought going into this movie we were going to get like this hip-hop genie. I thought they were going to go with, well, I thought they were going to play on his old rapping. I thought they were going to do that, and I thought, because they're going to try to get away from Robin Williams. I thought that's what they were going to try to do. They didn't do that. They, they so they were leaned... producers, like, well, the best part of the cartoon, yeah, Robin Williams. Exactly. I think they, they leaned into Robin Williams' uh, portrayal. They let Will Smith do his own thing. But they didn't do the kind of stereotypical, um, what I think would have been tempting for them to do, 
uh, hip hop vibe. I felt like it was a really fleshed out character who was fun. They make some really fun, creative choices with his character at the end of the movie that I was like, I liked that. Um, they add some new characters because this is a 30, they add 35 more minutes to this movie. So there's new characters. Uh, J- Jasmine has this uh, this handmaid who is really great. She's played by the gal from um, New Girl Winston's Winston's wife. I forget her name. She's in. She was in Saturday Night Live. I'll find her name at the end of this. She was hilarious in it. Um, and Carpet and Abu were great. Magic Carpet was phenomenal. It was. It felt like the cartoon, and the music was good. I really liked that. I'm gonna give this one a four out of six. Uh, I think if you have kids at all, you need to go see this movie. This movie is perfect for kids. Um, I think Disney. Disney. This is one of their better live action movies. I don't agree with the critics. I've heard some critics on this, and I did not agree as much as I thought I was. I went in very cynical, very like, this isn't going to work for me. I I did not realize until after the movie how loyal I am to Aladdin, but I'm very loyal to Aladdin, and uh, this this movie is great. Will Smith's phenomenal. Um, props to him. I don't know how you take on a role like that with Robin Williams making that character what it is and really making it almost adding adding depth to the character. I wouldn't say it was a better role than Robin Williams. I don't think that's a fair thing to do, but Will Smith did a great job and had an uphill battle to climb. So, directed by Guy Ritchie, um felt like a play, but it's a Guy Ritchie film, I didn't know that. It is directed by him, so um yeah, go see it. It's it's good. It's if you love the original Aladdin, I think you're going to love this movie. 100%. So, it's a lot of fun. It is it's really good. Disney is Disney's killing it right now. They're just killing it. They're doing great. So, yeah. Mark, you saw John Wick 3. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, my gosh. So, if again, if you want your your socks rocked off Gaga style, go see John Wick 3. If you like John Wick 1 or 2, and you're thinking, how could they do almost the same exact you know, sequences of him killing people and getting justice and making sure you know everything works out at the end? It all happens again, and it's great. Uh, I didn't feel any, you know, diminishing returns with this. Everything's kind of new, new sequences, new stuff going on, new characters introduced. Uh, I think just overall, just packed full of action movie, and and I wish I knew the stat. I just want to know how many words Keanu Reeves says in the movie because I feel like he doesn't say a lot, but at the end of the day, it's just it, he doesn't have to because he lives by his actions i mean there are scenes where he's talking to you know get his way out of some some situations but um you know this movie tells a story it's you know following john wick 2 and now he's you know a wanted man by everyone within you know the assassin's organization his bounty's at like 14 million dollars and i think just full of fun and action packed there's some good comedy bits in there with some of the people he's fighting um halle berry's in it pretty pretty awesome um and you know it also sets up at the end for a fourth one so we'll get to see how that's setting out. up for another one. Oh yeah i hope they keep making these things it they're and it's the same director for all three of them because i was because i i went back was like man this just felt like the last two it's like are they still getting the same director for all these and they are so this dude's doing it right getting every all the sequences done right and making sure that you know, even though it is a sequel, and they call it a chapter because really it is because it's it literally follows right after two, 
So it's not like, you know, a year's gone by. It's this dude has just had a hell of a month just, you know, making sure he doesn't get killed and gets justice. And yeah, I thought it was I thought it was great. There's a there's kind of the there's a good opening fight scene where he's one on one with someone and if you know your basketball, uh Boban Mirovic or I don't I might be butchering that name. Apparently, he's, you don't know your basketball. <laughs> well, he's the the seven foot three guy for the 76ers. He just got traded from the Clippers in the regular season to to the 76ers. So I, oh, I know I, a little bit. So I think that I heard fights. About this. Oh, apparently, you don't know his name. So, so well, it's Bobon something something long and Bobon something. We're just tackling yep. the hard things. Anyways, thanks for the info. But he's a seven foot three guy, and so it's kind of interesting seeing a fight between you know Keanu's got to be six foot something, I think, because he didn't look like half his size <laughs> but it was that that fight scene was interesting and then there then the first kind of like a uh group fight scene when he's running through new york still that i mean there is just some great cinematography there he's six one mark so yeah well this dude was still a foot and two inches taller than him so and so that was interesting and then just i just felt i was constantly entertained throughout the whole movie there's no really low spots for me um uh, I suggest everyone should go see it. I I would rank it uh, a five out of six. Doing our rankings, what do you rank the first two? I would rank the first one a six out of six out of six, and the second one a five out of six as well. So I've never seen any of these movies. Give me just like I want to hear just a three sentence like, this is why you should go see this movie, this series. Go. Uh, the reason why you should, if you see all three of them. You have to see the first one to kind of understand why he's doing this. But you don't kill an assassin's dog. <laughs> I've known that. That's like obviously pretty obvious of like this is what happens. But why are these movies so good? Is it just like action pack the whole time? Does it have a good story? I think it's a. I think it has a good story and especially because it continues the story through all three of them. But I don't. I don't know if it's just. Keanu Reeves' essence in these movies, where he's just kind of—I don't even know how to explain it—but just how it's portrayed, how it's shot, how it's directed, and what I really like and thing I've saw in fight scenes that I really enjoy, kind of the the second uh, main one where he's fighting a bunch of people. There's no background music; it's just grunts and throwing stuff and shooting. It's just—it it makes you feel like you're there, you're fighting. Right, right. I, if this is a movie that you could see in 40x. I would, that'd be awesome. You just get fake blood spattered on you and, you know, maybe someone that works for the company kicks you in the face. You're like, oh my gosh, just kick me in the face. But yeah. Do you think, um, how many of these do you think Keanu can do? Oh gosh, give me 10. He's, he's only 50 something. Well, he's immortal, so he can just make them forever. He could be our, uh, our modern day, uh, uh, what's his name? Bronson, the guy who did Death Wish in the beginning or back oh, in the Charles century. Bronson? Yeah. He could just be that. He could be our Charles Bronson Absolutely. of our generation. Absolutely. Push out 10 of these. Yeah, I believe a 65-year-old Keanu Reeves can still do this. And I hope they just keep telling the same story. He just keeps getting older, but he <laughs> will always look, you know, his age. But, you know, you can just keep doing them. Why not? If they keep making money, why would you not? Like, the only thing that would stop it would be kind of be like, I don't want to do this anymore. So There's rumors that Keanu Reeves is going to be picked up for Marvel. And if he gets picked up for the Eternals, which I think is the franchise they're trying to connect him to, he probably won't be able to do a ton of these after that. Won't don't you think? Don't you think Marvel's going to be like, "Hey, we're signing you to a six-picture deal or something"? Or what do you think? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, if you're, 
And I guess my me hold on, time out, time out. My question then is, would you rather he continue to do this or go into the Marvel universe? Now you're putting me in a, between a rock and a hard place, Max. <laughs> I want both. Give which one the, would you? Give me the reality you only where get both one, is. Though, which one are you taking? Well, John Wick's an existing property. Where I guess I mean you're, you're I guess you are limited on what you're telling there. Where Marvel does such a great job, and as long as you know Feige is attached to it, we could get a lot of depth within whatever Keanu Reeves does. So I, I'll, I'll go with the him being in Marvel. Have you heard the rumor that he would be a great Wolverine? There are people that I, legitimately that, think he'd be a great Wolverine. I think what would be a better Wolverine would be Charlie Hunnam. Give me someone, yeah, who's kind of short. I'm give me, give me a that. short actor yeah. to play Wolverine because that's what Wolverine's supposed to be. He's supposed to be five five and Danny DeVito. No, Danny DeVito is the worst take. And whoever signs, you really are Did a GoFundMe or petition to get him <laughs> on is insane. Old man Logan, Danny DeVito. <laughs> we'll make sure we put that in the show notes because if you're in. If you're listening to our show, there might be a chance that you're you're not really a smart person anyway, and you're you're needing to sign this. I feel thing. like for people who call people lesser people for liking someone something else, I think you're you're being a hypocrite here with your Danny DeVito. Oh, I'm absolutely being a hypocrite. Like that's what makes it so funny. And I like how people who do these petitions to pop culture, like especially with the Game of Thrones, you think you get ten thousand or a hundred thousand people writing something that the this company's be like, oh, well, if a hundred thousand people think that we should redo season eight of Game of Thrones, then we should do it. Or put Danny DeVito as the Wolverine in a movie. You people are insane. Do I'm you sorry. Think, do you, what are the chances? Give me the percentage that if it got like say five million votes well, on the petition, five million, five million, that Kevin Feige would put him in as a role at a role as like as a legit Wolverine. Yeah, with five million people. If he had like five we, million people voted. Do you? Th- what are the chances that one one percent Kevin Feige may think about it? Because Kevin Feige's smart enough to be like. Is this a long-term viable Wolverine? Right. Like, I don't think he would put him in as a Wolverine, but if it got enough attention, he would definitely put him in as, like, a nod to something. Like, he'd throw them, throw Danny DeVito in as, like, a guy cosplaying Wolverine. That's or a good that's something like would that. be perfect. He, he, right. It would be hilarious. Like, I think if it got enough attention, he'd do something like that, but not obviously actually make him Wolverine. Mm, I love that. That's awesome. Let's go to the last thing we uh, we've we talked about the trailers now. I mean, we've talked about the uh, movies, excuse me, but onto some trailers, and then we'll go to what's hot, what's snot. Mark, the Westworld trailer dropped this week. All three of us watch Westworld. Yes, big fans. Zane, you can finally contribute to the conversation. We're really absolutely. Glad. We're glad I'm you're pumped. here. You haven't said much today, so we're going to give you a lot of time. Uh, Westworld season three coming out in 2020. Are you happy that they're going to wait till 2020 because we're going to get really quality television? Or are you like, Game of Thrones is done. Give it to me now. Where do you stand well, on that? We Zane? saw what happened when you wait a year for the last season of Game of Thrones. <laughs> right. I think we're over that. No, give us something now so you don't overthink your product. And then you give us what happened in the end, the end tale of Game of Thrones season eight. Zane, what do you think? Yeah, I definitely agree with some of that. Like, it's just... It, they built up so much expectation of what um, we we're getting for season eight for Game of Thrones. And it was just so much of a letdown on that. But with Westworld, I think that I would rather them, yeah, take their time, fully flesh out this season because there's so much they're working with, so many more, you know, twists. And um, so I'd rather them, yeah, wait till 2020. 
make sure you have like a good storyline because I think this too provides them an opportunity to look and see the reaction people had with Game of Thrones and they can take a step back and realize like okay we need to make sure we have everything together because now this is what's coming down the line of being a big what's big on HBO now that um, Game of Thrones is over with so I feel like that's kind of something they can look at and be like we got to make sure all of our ducks are in a row in a row on this and we have a good season like I don't know if three is just going to be the end of it or if they're going to get any other seasons but I feel like it can be a bit of a precursor in saying all right we need a good story to continue what we had in the first two seasons Westworld is so interesting because this trailer kind of gave me exactly what I've been yearning which is what happens outside of Westworld What is life like for normal people? And they not only gave that to us, they gave that to us with one of the best TV actors in the last 10 years, Aaron Paul, playing a role. Mark, what did you think of him and his portrayal in this uh, trailer? Yeah, yeah, I would agree with you. It's something I've been wondering, too. Like, well, what is just normal life in this futuristic society where you can have these realistic androids? And I think we're going to get that. And then get someone like Aaron Paul who can, I mean going back to Breaking Bad and it was great there and I think you're just going to get a great performance and hopefully we do dive into that and hopefully we're not you know M. Night Shyamalan at the end where oh Aaron Paul's an android too <laughs> that's kind of the thing they're going to be doing for the next couple of years is everybody's going to be an android at some point right you bamboozled me again yeah they're going to okie doke us <laughs> all the time with right it. like I think that's a plot point they could get to of like it just continues expanding out that when in that first season in the park you had it of it was all people with a small amount of you know androids now they get out now bring it kind of full circle on that that the actual humans are what's that minority like of what's left on humans and then like flip that on its head almost of now the androids are watching the actual humans in a park and you can have like a recurring like a circle there of now they're watching the humans. Well, what? Are, how are the humans going to respond? Like, how can the humans take, you know, back this, you know, autonomy or whatever you want to call it that these a- androids have now and prove to be like, well, no, we're human. There's a reason why we're here and we created you and then take the power back from that creation, you know? Season two is so good. Um, and they're just, I loved how they explored all the different worlds and all this different stuff and, um, going to the samurai world and showing Maeve's transition to kind of being on her own, her own character. Um, you're obviously watching Dolores become this incredible leader and frightening person. And then we get the big reveal, spoiler alert, that the man in black was also a uh, an android. And just, it's kind of plague, and again, we, we alluded to it jokingly, but... This show is going to try and okie doke us with a ton of characters. At this point, is there anybody we like 100% know with certainty that is a human? The answer is no. Tessa Thompson at the end of season two was even uh, shown to not be a human. So, I mean, this show is just so layered. You watch the show five, six times, you're going to find something new every time. I'm really looking forward to season three, and I think Aaron Paul is going to be able to bring some great acting chops to it. The other part that I really like, too, is do people on the outside of Westworld even know what's going on inside the park, truly? Because it's really only for rich people. 
So do we think Aaron Paul even knows what's going on? I, I, I don't think he knows. I think that's one of my predictions. I think you might be right. I mean, that's something we'll have to see when season three comes out in 2020. But, I mean, maybe the city that they're living in, will maybe that will be the thing he finds out is like, whoa, 80% of the people that live here are these androids. And that maybe is the season three is like, holy crap, are we living in a society where kind of like you go to the surrogate movie with uh, uh, Bruce Willis where he finds out like everyone's using these fake bodies to live their life because, you know, everyone looks terrible when they're old. I guess is the gist of that movie. And maybe that's kind of what the season three will be about is him figuring out, oh, are we living a lie in the city or is Westworld even bigger than what he thinks or has thought it has been? And what are Dolores' intentions? Are her intentions to kind of take over the world? Is she going to use him as a pawn? Like, what's going to happen here? Well, because I feel like that's definitely, like I said, about how things flip so much in Westworld. I can see it like coming out that so much of the 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 first two seasons were about you know Dolores and May of like finding you know themselves with the whole thing of the maze and just like coming to the re- the self realization and all that and now you get them out in the world um, and I feel like that's something you can now twist with Aaron Paul especially if he, he's an actual human well where can we have that self realization of what makes a human human. More human than human. Right, exactly. Like, what? where does it begin of that realization for him? Because we have that realization of, you know, what makes the android special. But then I feel like that can be a flipping point with him of, you know, what makes me special as a human? Well, like, what does actually set me apart from these androids? Or what if he's the next generation of Man in Black? What if they're trying to kind of play that up? They're going to kind of keep the same line as the man in black had when he was younger and then flip it kind of, as you said, like where he won't turn evil, he will stay good or vice versa. He will turn evil again. History will show itself to be repeating. It happens even in Westworld or in the real world. History will, no matter what, repeat itself. And then the process will start all over. Maybe Dolores gets killed and there's a new Dolores that he's made. I don't know. I Right. This show is... Well, that's one of the Phenomenal. things that I liked about the show, too, of how much, <coughs> excuse me, well, not only just the, the technical aspect of it, but how much it flirts with the idea of morality and good and bad. And, like, that's kind of what you saw in those first few seasons of just, okay, well, human, you know, have this sense of good or bad, but who's to say you know, everyone has a different interpretation of good and bad. And just the way that they toy and tow that line, and it, it really makes you realize, okay, well, humans do it, androids do it, and it, it just becomes this huge battle as you watch and as the story plays out of where are you on that line? Like, are you going to just tow that line? Or are you going to embrace it? Or, you know, which way are you going to go? Are you going to let that define you? Or you can let something else define you. Like, there's so much that goes on behind the scenes that really makes this a good show. The best part about Game of Thrones ending is that HBO can lock in on Westworld now. It's the best part about it. And I think Westworld's the best property they own. I think it's going to prove that in the next couple of years. I don't know if it has the appeal to the wider masses that Game of Thrones had. Um, I think, and we've talked about this on our show a couple episodes ago, is... 
I think it's too sexualized at times. I understand that they're talking about the human psyche and a lot of people are driven that way, but they got to work through that, I think, a little bit and really focus on, as you're saying, the really deeper issue of morality. The conversation itself is so appealing in this show that you don't have to show me any more of that. I really hope HBO chooses to stay away from that. And again, maybe we're a little more soft on the show. Well, at least I am. I know Mark isn't. He's a Brightburn guy. But, uh, I mean, I I really do think they do not have to do that any further. And if they can really tone it down the way, as you guys have said, Game of Thrones did towards the back end, I think they really have a special property on their hands. And I love this show. I'm really looking forward to season three. Absolutely. And, well, I think season two, just to kind of piggyback off what you're saying, I think they toned it down moving on from like season two compared to what was in season one but i agree that that's not something that they necessarily have to focus on as much especially now that you're getting out into the real world mm-hmm. like i feel like or now what we perceive or what they're telling well, us is right, the real what world. we perceive is the real world but now we can actually now we're on to the bigger things because in the park it was just the the base emotions and feelings and now you get out into what is perceived as the real world yeah, I totally agree with that. I understand that thinking of it. I guess just from my perspective, I just want to compare this to Game of Thrones versus Westworld. Um, no, they're different writers and producers, and they're two. Honestly, the production styles are completely different. Game of Thrones was we got to go, 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 get this out. Westworld has always said we're taking our time. We'll see you. Are you when telling we me that you. Game of Thrones didn't take their time waiting a whole year to put this out? Not the way Westworld has. Westworld has done this from the get-go. Westworld took almost over... They took over a year to get season two out. It was like a year and a yeah. half, yeah. I'm just saying, like, I, I think Westworld... Westworld knows... they Without Game of Thrones, Westworld knows we have to make this really well done. Right. We don't care about your timeline. We care about ours. And the fans respect that. But I do think you're right, Mark. I think they're going to respect it more, that Game of Thrones kind of... Looks like they botched the ending. So we'll see. Um, We're going to get into what's hot, what's snot now. This is a segment where we talk about what we've been watching in pop culture today or maybe something in the past that we've brought up that we're looking at and want to get you on and uh, maybe get you uh, looking at as well. So, Zane, we're going to start with you. What's hot, what's not for you, brother? Um, That's a fantastic question. Um. I mean, I feel like we've talked about it a lot, but I'm glad that they decided to do the reshoots on Sonic. That's has potential. And then did they just was that just today? They or yesterday did they just announce yesterday uh, so that it will be released on on February 20th. Mark, is that the day of your wedding? It is not. It is February 15th. 15th is day. Right. So we could go to if, if Fandango does an early showing. It's we should. Ooh. That'd be a great wedding present. Yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> can't wait for sonic to come out with the yeah it'd be great hey, you know our movie sucks uh thanks thanks fans we'll go fix that so it doesn't suck that's my opinion on sonic i'm sorry i'm sorry go zane. Ahead, zane. so zane is that what's hot or is that what's not yeah uh <laughs> be careful with your opinion wait sonic or mark's wedding uh <laughs> i'll take both yeah i'll take i'll take what i can get remember i only said you would save the date that's true you know what? I'm. I'm. I'll just give them a both. So when you're at home, 
and you have that marked on your calendar and all your friends are not in town you know why you're <laughs> still in it. town mark got me <laughs> a lot riding on this no um well definitely mark's wedding is what's hot um but i don't know if i want to fully give the sonic a what's hot but it's encouraging to see that th- they saw the reaction and we're like okay we seriously need to fix this um i wish they just would have done this sooner before they were like oh yeah this is what we're gonna roll with like i wish someone would have watched you know maybe sonic x a couple episodes and been like hey guys what what are we designing here and done this before they had to take it to this step but i'm glad they realized it and are taking the steps to fix it um also i guess i'll throw into my what's hot of um even though i kind of said it last time but cloak and dagger this season has been very good so i don't know if anyone else has been how many episodes are you into this now well, Tell I'm, me about this season. I'm I want to hear about this. I'm just up on this season. It's up to eight, I think. Um, but just this season, they're getting into so much more of the use of their powers and what they're do- using them for. Um, they're doing a really good job of exploring like Ty's powers and his connection to the Dark Force. Um and just it just seems like every episode has gotten a little bit better. And so for people that aren't watching it and really want, you know, something else to watch, I would highly recommend checking out Cloak and Dagger. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Anything else? Um It's okay because I got a big list. Mark, do you okay, have a big list? Yeah, you guys I, I only have two and two. Good. I've got a big list. And I, I think you guys will appreciate some of the things on this list. Do you want so me to go first? Or do you want so why don't you go first? Yeah. Okay. So my what's snot, I'll start there. And uh, this one, I wasn't on my list until I saw Brightburn and saw some trailers and thought, why is this? How is this a theatrical release movie? So one of my what's not is the movie Crawl. If you know anything about that, it's like what i got in the trailer like a daughter goes to find her dad during her you know category five hurricane gets stuck her dad's like in the basement i don't know why he's in the basement stuck and then so you're not allowed to go to your basement now alligators are attacking them in florida <laughs> and it's like jaws but alligators and there's a hurricane. And, and she makes she makes a, a jaws um like quote like you know uh frick i'm Blank on the quote, but makes like there's there's a famous quote in Jaws that she says in the trailer. So you're like, oh gosh, it's it's Florida Jaws with alligators. So it's going to be a great movie, J.K. Um, and they call it Crawl, but the alligators are always underwater. So really, they should have called it Swim. Right. So that's my what. That's one of my what's not. But I'm going to go to my what's hot next because one of my snots I think might be a good open discussion. Um, I thought one thing that's hot on my list is Terminator Dark Fate. Oh wow! That's what's is cr- is that a what's not for you? That is a what's snot on my list. See, and I thought like you could go either way, but give me more Arnold as the Terminator. Just like how we, I know someone had uh, Hobbs and Shaw as a snot on there's a couple you know pods ago. That was me. That was you. And I've now seen that in on a big screen on um, for like trailers for other movies I've seen, and man, that like got my heart pounding it's like i think i need to go see this movie <laughs> and now seeing the terminator one with bring, bringing back hamilton 
And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is what I want. They're, they're going to they're rock my socks off. Maybe not Gaga style, but they'll get rocked off. When you rock your socks off Gaga style, is that a six? Oh, that's a six. Yeah. Okay, so without the sock. So Gaga style is a six. Rock your socks off is five? Yeah. So John Wick 1 rocked your socks off Gaga style. Yep. But you said last week that John Wick 3 rocked your socks off Gaga style. It Would did. you like to retract that then? Because that's well, a no, no. Well, we're talking about when we do our ranking with Infinity Stone rankings. Yeah. That's the quality of the movie. How I enjoyed myself watching the movie, that's a different ranking. Okay. Good to know. I like that. No, I firmly disagree. So I'll say I'll say on my what's not. And, Th- that's but why I, like it was in middle of the road for me, but I just thought like I I'm going to go see this. This is, you know, it's nostalgia grab Schwarzenegger's in it. And, you know, I think it's going to be all right. There's a couple reasons I don't like it. One, I actually understand why you like it because Genesis was so bad. Genesis is a fan fantastic by a mile. Hard, hard one. Not hard. Well, you can't hard give it a one. Zero, if it's a soft fan for, one. Because I would give it a one, but. Is a fan fantastic one or a zero? Fantastic would be under one. It'd be no infinity. Okay, zones. okay. Then it's a fan fantastic. It's a hard zero soft one. Genesis is horrible. For me, I would like James Cameron to go somewhere and never make a movie again. But he's going to make like <laughs> 80 avatars. Yeah, let me I don't know if you heard me the first time. I would like James Cameron to go somewhere and never make a movie again. And this is another example of this. He's producing a Terminator movie. This guy has the goal to go out and articulate that movies like Wonder Woman are bad and that there's superhero nostalgia. You know what you know what kind of nostalgia I have right now? Terminator nostalgia. I'm sorry, not nostalgia. I have Terminator angst. I don't need another Terminator movie in my life. I don't need another one. I don't need Schwarzenegger to prove that he's the Terminator ever again. Is it fun when he opens the door and he's all grizzled and old and they're like, we need your help? Absolutely, it's fun. But these movies are the same thing over and over. They're just messing with their own timeline, and it doesn't make any sense now. It doesn't make a lick of sense. And after all the arguing I've had to do over Endgame and how that movie ended with Captain America bringing the shield back, it's amazing that more people aren't passionate about the time issues. That's a friendly way of saying that in the Terminator series. This movie looks horrible, Mark. I don't know how you like this. I give it a one. That's fine. I will respect your opinion on this. I'm not going to fight you on That's this. That's like uh, well, the one guy said, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the K-Manimal. K-Manimal <laughs> says we're so respectful. Look at us. Yeah, well, sometimes we are. What do you, what do you I'm like? I'm not going to fight you on this. No, I, I, I want to know what you like about it. Like, it's just Arnold Schwarzenegger. I, I've always been a fan of Arnold on the screen. Like, hey, I can make fun of him as Mr. Freeze and Batman Robin. But, like, at the end of the day, as a kid, I, I love that. I love that so much. So it's like. I just like him as an action hero actor, and we're going to get him with a gun just shooting people, and I don't know what makes me get thrilled about that, but it does, and that's what I want. They got the guy from uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that plays uh, that played uh, Ghost Rider, Zane. Did you see that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I, almost... I hate the way he looks. Oh, yeah. I Dreadful. hate the way he looks in this movie. He Dreadful. looks Like, his outfit looks like pedestrian, and I'm like, I don't need... <laughs> You don't need to be pedestrian. This guy, this guy is a pretty scary guy. Let's let's maybe add a little more flavor to him, right? You're right. I'll just move on to the next topic. Go ahead. Can... I'm sorry. We I, we could I can. Okay. So my other hot, or what's hot is, uh, tonight, Saturday, May 25th. Oh, Jiminy Christmas! AEW Double or Nothing is happening tonight, and AEW is gonna be 
the next top or parallel for wrestling, professional wrestling, up against WWE, which hopefully, if everything goes well and they're an AEW successful, that's not only going to make two promotions big and out in the world, but it's going to make WWE better, a better product. I'll just go ahead and ask, what is AEW, Mark? All Elite Wrestling. I uh, just would like to interject here quick. I have something I need to add to my what's a snot list, and it's literally everything Mark just said. Well, you, well, I will fight you, Zane, on this. <laughs> I won't fight Max on the Terminator what's snot, but your words, if you're coming against this, is how you get un, I just, uninvited. <laughs> I just feel like how can like, – okay, I can see it potentially doing something, but how can you look at this and not feel like this is going to be like the XFL from – Time out real quick. Let's also make sure our audience understands why we're saying things the way we're saying. Mark's passionate about wrestling. You do you, Mark. I hate wrestling with passion. Don't want anything to do with it. Fan-fortastic news. Zane I, I likes... No, hold on, time out. Zane likes wrestling. Now you can clarify your comments. Go, Zane. Right, like, no, I, I, I agree with that. That was my first thought when I uh, first heard of AEW. It's like, well, is this going to be another WCW? Or, right. like you said, like a failed promotion. But... um. What I've been reading and heard, like the kind of chairman, um, is like who's, Tony Khan. Who's it, putting this together? Um, well, Tony Khan, who is the son of, I forget. It's well, it's his father owns the J- Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh. So he has his dad has you know helped fund this and he's running it, and his whole uh, Tony Khan's whole idea is like we don't want another WCW, and what they've done pretty good job. Like they got Chris Jericho as like kind of like their big name, but they got a lot of young guys who are pretty popular to the hardcore wrestling fans and these guys wrestled you know overseas in japan for new japan um some ring ring of honor guys and some either and then some uh triple a lucha and i think they're going to do a pretty good job they say they have they already have a tv deal with tnt so they're going to be on tv and one thing i've heard with rumors and i think this might be a good idea for wrestling is they're going to have an off season like they're going to go like kind of like they're going to script it like tv and hey oh, oh oh Oh, am I being kayfabed? It's scripted. It's like a TV show, Max. It's all <laughs> almost like make-believe, like your favorite TV show. You mean like all of wrestling? Yes. So I think it, they're they're coming at this with um, a lot of passion and no, they don't want to repeat the past. So I think it's going to be successful. I hope it's successful. It's going to be better for the product. And one thing, uh, listen, I'm an avid listener of the Chris Jericho podcast. And he has said, you know, back in the you know Monday Night Wars back up of WCW, mark on your mic. There you go. The Monday Night Wars of WCW versus uh, WWF at the time, now WWE, is both shows had uh, six thousand or six million viewers a night at some points. And he's like, where did all those people go? Like, it didn't all of a sudden when WWE owned everything that WWE had. You know, for Raw had twelve million people watching their show. They just. So those fans still, like, did they get snapped out of existence? <laughs> so they're there. And I think when you have another rival promote, just like with any business, if you have another rival that is doing putting out great quality product, it's just going to help both of you get better. So it's not going to be stagnant anymore with WWE, and we're going to get this other product, and hopefully it, they do well. Because if they don't, then I'm just going to be sad. But right. this WWE will still be there. So Right. Okay, and then moving on from that. Thank you. <laughs> my Thank what's you, not and we're gonna we're throwing in 
another pop it's not even pop it might be pop culture Give related some space bro you're like screaming in your mic because right i'm so passionate about aew <laughs> yeah, you be passionate about it all you want man okay. i'm just saying give I'm... yourself space so you don't sound stupid <laughs> just like back it up a little bit okay so my my last what's snot is the mayak athletic conference oh my gosh oh, we're going yeah. to sports Kicking okay out wow. yeah saint thomas because their football team is so much better. Okay. Their enrollment's double the size. We can't compete because we failed to grow as a university or college. Now, let's speak from a little context here. All of us played in the UMAC, so there is no football talent here compared to my act talent, okay? <laughs> let's make sure we articulate that on the front end. I would double down on this what's not. This is absolutely what's not, Mark. We're not going to talk about sports normally on this show. But I agree, this needs to be said. What's happening with St. Thomas right now in the Mayak is an absolute shame, and the Mayak should be disbanded. And as far as I'm concerned, Bethel and um, who else? St. John's, Saint John's was that the one that should pull away, and they should join another conference. Or I'd say become independent and just play each other three times and then cross conferences well, I, across I the nation. I bet money when if St. Thomas decides to not join another conference, just be independent for a while, they'll schedule Bethel and... Uh... Oh, they're, they're yeah, they're not going to. Well, they stop have a rivalry with St. John's. Like that game, those them playing each other is always going to exist. So. Yeah, St. Right. John's isn't going to go anywhere, so that that's not going to change anything. Didn't uh, SVP say that? Like they played, they played St. John's and lost to them by twenty. Like it, they got third in the conference this year. Yeah, but they still did beat the crap out of some of the lower teams that are like, oh, we we can't compete because we don't try hard enough. But <laughs> they got third in the conference, so the idea that they're even like this much better than everybody else is infuriating. And honestly, if I'm a St. John's player or coach, I'm even more mad than St. Thomas is because this makes the quality of your conference even worse. So when you get into a tournament setting or a tournament time and seating is coming around, people are not going to rank you as high if St. Thomas is not part of your conference. Especially if a team, like you said, with St. Thomas getting third, that means, wow, these other two teams are They're pretty doggone good. They, they apparently did pretty well this season. Yeah. No, I, I wholeheartedly agree. We don't talk about sports normally, but I think this is kind of a – this is turning into a na- national-wide conversation, and I think I'm so glad for St. Thomas that they're getting this national attention. This is only going to help their recruiting. This is only going to help their um, – their university is going to grow from this. St. Thomas is going to win this over battle overall. I, I really think – I think Cruz has got a great uh, coaching staff out there. I, I coach at Prior Lake, so I've had the – the privilege of kind of getting to meet some of those people and uh they're really sharp they know what they're doing and so uh know some players that play out at st thomas as well their program will be fine but i what's well, not that as well mark that's a i just great, thought it was relevant and i it is I, relevant. I thought it was a snot situation that's and, okay and i wish uh st thomas had the power to just be like now nah, we're gonna kick out st olaf <laughs> and the other two teams that are pretty terrible in there hamlin yeah right, like, who I, else I, who else do we want to name so a pretty good track program though yeah, but but that was another thing that they commented on that uh, St. Thomas wins all the team events or team collective events because they have so many because their enrollments double the size of the next closest person. It's like at the end of the day, all you colleges and universities had can could have had a plan to grow your college and university to larger enrollment, and you chose not to. And now you're upset that some college did in your conference. I, I smell BS and I smell that it's a cop out. I feel if you're that strongly against it, then maybe you should drop out to exactly. a lesser conference. Go to a like different UMAC. conference. Yeah. We are talking about air mattresses. We're talking about weddings, and now we're talking and about 
fourth, fourth and product. nipples and fifth product. and we're talking about the NCAA Division three <laughs> upper upper Midwest Division three football. Wow, big stories, but it is national, so it'll work. Um, I got a lot, and I think you guys will want to give some feedback on it as well. As Most we, likely. We talked about the Terminator trailer. I'm going to start with what's not, because I like to start with negative then and positive. Um, so, Mark, we talked about Saturday Night Live a couple weeks ago um, about Adam Sandler hosting, and Paul Rudd hosted uh, a week and a half ago. Are you going to tell me Paul Rudd's performance was snot? Not Paul Rudd. I think just DJ the show Khaled's itself. performance? I would the show itself was muff, I thought. I gave it a two out of six. I watched, I watched about three quarters of it and then turned it off. I gave it a shot, and I just it, it felt like a weak episode. And really and truly, I don't know how you have a weak episode with Paul Rudd. He's one of the funniest human beings on the planet right now. And for him to walk out of that episode, for me not getting a great episode, stupid. And what a time to maximize Paul Rudd as he's obviously talking about Avengers Endgame, and he's promoting that movie and all that stuff. I just wish they would have done better. Do not watch this Saturday Night Live season finale. What season was this? Forty two or forty one? I believe it was forty two. Yeah, they're they're in the forties and are... I would suggest go watch it. Just skip over the DJ Khaled performance. Oh yeah, DJ Khaled. It's not really was him performing, it's him yelling his name and then having someone else sing. The other trailer I watched was for Mid Somar or Summer. I don't know how they're they spell it M I D S O M M A R. Looked interesting because it's it looks like a it's a movie about a group of teeny uh, college age students that are trying to kind of get away for a little bit and they go to this kind of little cultish area i believe it's in europe they don't necessarily say i, I think it's like scandinavia that's kind Is of it Scandin- yeah. you see the trailer you know the trailer i'm talking oh, yeah. about yeah, yeah i thought it looked interesting i i, I will go see that but it it's, probably, it's gonna be a horror movie so horrible and not because it's a horror movie but because it just like i watched it and the more i watched it the more i was like you're it gave me a wicker man vibe if you've seen yeah, that. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah totally yeah the other thing i'd say too is I hate when a trailer spoils kind of what's coming at the end. And I feel like this trailer gave me a lot of what's going to happen. I really have the paint by numbers. Like now, BBS. But yeah. And I feel like uh, after watching this, I'm like, oh, you know what? Now I know what's going to happen. This isn't the movie for me to see. Would I have seen the movie already? Maybe, maybe not. But I just hate when trailers do that. So if I get a chance to rip on a trailer because of that, I love to do that. But that's my negativity. My positivity. But what's hot? Um... I got to watch uh, Variety had this wonderful YouTube video um, about uh, the the Russo brothers' career, um, just all the different projects they've been a part of leading up to Endgame, and it is fascinating how these guys got their start. Um, I'm a big community guy. I know you guys watch community. I'm also a big Arrested Development guy, which is why I, I think I love these guys even more. Is I just those are those are like two staples in comedy for me. Those are probably in my top 10 for sure of comedies all all time in my head. So just hearing their perspective of, okay, we filmed the Arrested Development pilot and this is what we were kind of going for and going, oh my gosh, they were really ahead of their time and they knew what they had to do. Or even talking about community and how they didn't really actually, they talk about this in the interview, they didn't want to leave community for the Winter Soldier. That was the only kind of, that was basically... The only movie on their plate that they were willing to leave community for was a Marvel movie. And so and they had met with Marvel four times and um, and they brought up another thing that's interesting about Marvel is Marvel meets with people and hears their ideas and then warps their ideas as they go. So that's why people like Edgar Wright can still remain producers on their projects, because 
oh, that was a big thing for the project was Edgar Wright's feedback. So, yeah, did he do much with the movie? No, but we're still going to give him a credit. Really great interview. That's about a 22, 23-minute uh, video. Totally worth your time. Make sure you check it out. Um, I'm going to skip over this last one because I know, Zane, you're going to have a lot of interesting thoughts on it. Oh. Um, House MD. I've, we just restarted watching House. You can watch this on the Amazon Prime app. Um, I forgot how great this show was. If you watch House, if you're just looking to watch a show that's basically saying things that 90% of the things they're saying go way over my head, <laughs> but it has great character development nonetheless, this is the show. So my wife and I have been watching this. We watched it last week um, when we were in Green Bay for a wedding and uh, just want to give that a shout out. You can check that out on the Amazon app. And man, I, I forget how good that show is. The Ultimate Alliance Marvel game yes. that is coming out for Nintendo Switch I am so excited for this game. Zane, you've seen these trailers. What do you think of this, man? Uh, like, I'm legitimately going to buy a Nintendo Switch for this game. That's so awesome. I own like, one already. Um, yeah. You're, you're I cool. cannot wait. I cannot wait to play this with you. We get it. You guys vape. <laughs> well, the first two Ultimate Alliance games, like, I love those games. Like, yep. I love just sitting and just running through that and getting to play with the characters and everything. And so when they finally said... And, oh, hey, we're releasing a third one. Um, like, I was really big on it. And I was like, okay, let's see, you know, what we have to work with. And the fact that it's Ninja Theory putting this together, um, they make really good games. I don't know if any of you guys have played any of the old, like, Ninja Gaiden games or anything like that. But, like, they make really good stories. And so I'm excited to see how this comes to fruition and i mean obviously we're getting the black order yep. so that's going to be the big thing with them and thanos but um you know you're going to get plenty of other smaller villains that are working for them and everything but um just through watching some of the gameplay that they have released like i'm excited like this looks like something you can sit down and have just a, a blast playing or you know if you want to invite a friend over to play with people like it looks like it's going to be a very fun game. And then, so yeah, like I'm fully prepared to go buy a Switch just so I can play this game. This game, too, is doing a great job of marketing itself. They haven't revealed all the characters, which is like a total plus for them. They're going to have tons of characters, right? But they're also introducing these new characters that the comics have been unveiling lately, like Ultimate Spider-Man, Spider-Gwen. Um, Deadpool's obviously going to be in it. Uh, I'm just super excited for this game. I think this is going to be their kind of soft way of introing everybody from the MCU together. This is kind of going to be their way of testing the audiences of how do people respond to Wolverine being with Captain America against the Black Order. This idea that just came out and really helping cast vision for the audience for I think what is coming forward with the MCU. But more importantly, this game looks sweet. The Ultimate Alliance games, you, me, and Isaac have played these games for years. I mean, we love those games and so... I could not be more thrilled about this this movie. I mean, this this game coming out. And I'm a big Switch guy. I love my Nintendo Switch. It's one of the right. best purchases I've made. And um, we're going to talk about that a little later in our top five. But, uh, yeah. Finally, I think all three of you, all three of us are going to be excited about this. Black Mirror just unveiled their new three-episode trailers that are going to be coming out soon. Um, the titles are Smithereens, Striking Vipers, and Rachel, Jack, and Ashley 2. Guys, have you had a chance to see these trailers? No, so just I have not seen the trailers, but I do like a lot of um what Blackbeard puts out. So I'm 
I will definitely have to be checking those out. How much Black Mirror have you watched? Um, I think I've through everything that's currently on Netflix. So what is that? Two. Se- yeah. Two seasons? Are you a Bandersnatch guy? Did you watch Bandersnatch? Bandersnatch was really good. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. Mark, what about you? I've yet to experience oh, Black wow. Mirror. Well, no, I'm really excited. And I want but- to experience it. No, I, I, Black Mirror, I have to kind of be like, eh, because again, like, scary stuff isn't necessarily my thing. So some of them I like, some of them I don't. Um, I really like this trailer, especially the one for Striking Vipers. Anthony Mackie is going to be in that one, and it's going to be about him kind of rekindling an old relationship through technology with a college um, fling. Um, and then the third one I said, that that title of that one is Rachel Jack and Ashley 2. That's going to be starring Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus will play a uh, big pop culture figure who has these little kind of little toys or um, avatars maybe is the way to say it that, that talk to you and are in your living room. And I, I don't know what the twist is going to be with that, but there will be a twist. It's Black Mirror. And then finally, uh, with the Smithereens trailer, it's about a guy who kind of holds somebody hostage, and there's a specific reason for it. Topher Grace is in this trailer, but Topher Grace doesn't have any lines from what I understand. So again, a lot of mystery. This These trailers just look really good. Again, I'm not the biggest Black Mirror guy, Zane. I know you, you love Black Mirror, but I watched these trailers, and I was like, man, I'll tell you what, I am interested in watching this trailer. I'm interested in watching these shows. You guys have me interested. Anything with Anthony Mackie, my hand's in the air. Get me there. I'll watch it. I'm all in for it. So what do you think? No, I'm ex- excited. I mean, not only that they're bringing in some of these like bigger name people, like getting Anthony Mackie and, I mean, even Miley Cyrus, but just the, the, the Black Mirror is good in a sense that it's individual people that direct each of these episodes that gives a different flair and a different idea and like it's not necessarily sitting down watching you know an hour and a half two hour movie because these are typically fleshed out in maybe like 30 35 40 minute episodes like it's it's just it's just long enough that gets you thinking and it can be very intriguing um and it's the type of thing that if it's not really your thing or you're not quite into it it's not like you're watching an entire movie that you're like okay well that was just kind of dumb like it's enough that it's either going to get you right away and you're like, that's really provoking. Or it's just one of those things that you're like, yeah, this one's not really my thing. Maybe the next one will be better. Yeah, it's Black Mirror is so fascinating. I love that they do the individual directors too, Zane. That's that's kind of a Marvel thing they've they've been pulling from. And Marvel's actually been pulling people from that show. I know that's how that's how they got. Um, oh, what's the actor from Get Out, the British guy who they got him for Black Panther? What's his name again? I'm forgetting his name. I'm drawing a blank as well. Crud. Oh, well. But they got him because of his, not because of his role in Get Out, but because of his role um, in uh, in Black Mirror. So just, I, I love that they do that too. And I think I think they're doing a great job on that. So yeah, but hey, we guys, should we go into the top five guys? Ready for top five? Born ready. Let's do some top five. The. We're going in three. Infinity Bros. Two. Top five. One list starts now. All right, we've got the Infinity Bros top five list this week. Every week we try to do a top five list in homage to what we used to do back in the day. We used to do some streaming and we do a top five list. Trying to make Isaac feel good about himself, Zane. You know how that is. 
Absolutely. It's all about making Isaac feel good. This is what we're about. This whole production is for Isaac to feel good about himself. So, Zane, you were in charge of our top five list this week, and uh, you said in in a quote, with the news about Sonic, what are the top five movies you would like made from video games or video game franchises that have not yet been made? Really looking forward to our list. Mark, we're going to start with you, then we'll go me, and then we'll go Zane. All right. Um, I'll give... I have three honorable mentions. Uh, my first one, Earthworm Jim. I thought that uh, we were going trying to go movies with this, and that can't. That's of, a TV show, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Earthworm Jim's more of a a series. Um, I think there's a lot to tell story-wise there, where it's not definite. Um, another one I had on my list, which I think could be a movie, but I think would be better as you know, like a Disney Plus series. Uh, Star Wars: The Force Unleashed. Yeah, wow, The Force Unleashed. I think would be a good thing or a good story you could tell just kind of like a behind the scenes dark uh, Star Wars movie that you know exists the same timeline as the movies but you never see it um, and then one I was gonna have as, as my number one but then my thought is like oh this this really wouldn't work as a movie because there's so much going on um, Pokemon Blue for the Game Boy I think there's so much going on in that that you could not what why blue why Pokemon Blue? Why not Pokemon Blue? Because, well, like, why not red or yellow? Because blue is the best. Yeah, blue's the best. Can you help me understand why it's the best? It's the best. You just have to have faith that it's the best. And I know you're good at that. Okay, moving on. Nipple. So my top five. <laughs> um, <laughs> my top five for for this list. Number five, Fallout 3. I thought Ooh. Fallout 3 tells... Uh, has a pretty good story to it, I think better than four, and that's kind of where I left it at that. Um, my number four, I would put, um, gosh, it was got tough, it got all mangled up for me, but I think I would go with Fable 3, if you ever played that game, mm-hmm. which I'm sure everyone has. I think that's a good, um, you know, medieval type of story you could tell with magic and all that jazz and stuff like that. Uh, again, I thought it was better than the fourth one, so put that on my list um my number three and i have a little more to add to this is grand theft auto san andreas make a movie version of that so you could tie in um characters from grand theft auto 3 and vice city because those kind of i believe happened in the past but then also bring in characters from grand theft auto 4 and 5 so you could tie in a grand theft auto universe so then you could go back and tell the Vice City story and Grand Theft Auto 3 story right. and then move on to the future with, you know, 4 and 5. Um, then my number 2 would be uh, Batman Arkham Knight. I thought that t- that one told a really good story. I mean, Asylum was pretty good too, and I think I could, I could add that to my honorable mention. But just the reveal at the end that Arkham Knight's, you know, Jason Todd and... Right. I think that would just be... You could really tell a good movie and that also you could use the whole... You could use a lot of rogues galleries of batman's villains you know get more of the detective side maybe that's maybe that's what the batman you know come full circle will do maybe they'll take something from arkham knight and or the arkham series and then my number one because it's one of my favorite games i ever played is star wars the shadow of the empire i want that movie i want a shadow of the empire trilogy saga just a bunch of rogue scoundrels bounty hunters 
action. Give me the Haas and Shab of the Star Wars universe. <laughs> just nothing but action packed. Don't need a ton of Jedi's or Sith. <laughs> But Hang just, on, did you just say Haas and Shab? Oh, my bad. <laughs> yeah, you know what I meant. <laughs> that that's two different things. <laughs> but yes, my bad. But yeah, my number one is Star Wars: Shadow of the Empire. Well, I'll go next. Hobbs and Shaw is horrible. I could not disagree with you more on that, Mark. But I'm glad you have opinions. Um, honorable mentions. Uh, Final Fantasy made a movie years ago, but I'm just going to ignore that. <laughs> um, and I think everybody else here should, too. I didn't, I didn't even know they had a movie, so... It's uh, not good. Mike Coulter's in it. No, no, Mike Coulter's in the Halo movie. Yeah, he's in, yeah, the, he's in the Halo one. movie. Never mind. But they made a Final Fantasy movie, and it's horrible. I think Final Fantasy is sitting on gold there, and they could really do a whole franchise out of it if they had a Feige kind of mind doing it. I don't know why people don't ask for it more. It's been around for so many years, and it seems like everybody plays it. But, yeah, Final Fantasy, I would love that. I'd love a Metroid Prime game talking about Samus. This is the perfect age and time to do it, too. Um, Studios are looking for films with strong women leads. Um, You could put anybody in the Samus suit, to be honest. It doesn't matter who's who's in there. Um, I, I don't care who they pick. They could pick anybody, so... If you get a strong female lead, you could do some really fun stuff with that. Mark, I loved your list. Number five, I had Arkham Asylum Ooh. For, for that. I, I totally agree. Here's what's funny. like So we say I don't need another Batman movie. I have said that, right? Where, they, where I think this game would do a really great job is in like five to eight years, really plan out, get all the original villains, the best villains from all these Batman movies... Bring them back, do an Arkham Asylum game. I mean, movie, excuse me. Like, if it's, you know, even like an old Mark Hamill, could you get him back as Joker? Um, I think you could kind of make that. That's where you they should have done. I want to I want to comment on that. Old grizzled. If we don't get an old Joker played by Mark Hamill live action before he's gone. I don't know how if I could live on without that being in the ether and out there. Do you think they've had that conversation with him? I feel like they they've had to, or someone's had to have maybe not directly with him, but had that conversation. I feel like if they did, he would have said it. He's pretty vocal about his stuff. I don't know. I agree though, Mark. Number four, I have Oregon Trail. Ooh. It'd be really fun Ooh. to see an Oregon Trail movie. Um, Everyone dies of dysentery. <laughs> no, I just think that'd be a fun movie and. It doesn't have to be like the game. It could actually be a well-thought-out Western-style movie. Um, number three, everybody knew this was going to make the list, is Kingdom Hearts. And then two and three are here. Yeah, then two, two and three and are the one. other Kingdom Hearts. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying the whole series. I'm not picking a specific game. Um, no, Kingdom Hearts, and we were talking about this offline too, Mark. Like That probably is more of a, a, a Disney Plus series is what they should be doing. Um, taking all these live-action characters that they're making from these movies and having Sora and Donald and Goofy exploring their worlds. Give me that game. Give me that show. I'm all about it. It's the best game of all time. But I don't know if it would make the best movie is what I'm going to say. Number two is, I think, Super Smash Brothers. You do a Metroid world. You do Detective Pikachu. Um, You kind of have started building groundwork. You can do Mario and all that other stuff. People like ensemble casts. 
That's just what the market is demanding. It's what they want. Even with Justice League, Justice League didn't have much traction going into it. People went initially because it was an ensemble cast. I think Super Smash Brothers could carry it. It would require a little bit of work on the front end, but I think it would be a great one. And then this movie, it makes zero sense to me, my number one. It makes no sense how The Legend of Zelda has not had a franchise movie started yet. It makes zero sense to me. People would freak out, I think. And you could just pick up like a Tom Holland-aged kid and have him work through life. And that's that. those are your different movies. You could pick a really strong Ganondorf kind of villain. Uh, Zelda could have her own spinoffs. There's a lot they could do there. I don't know how Nintendo has not pursued a Legend of Zelda series or franchise yet. It is beyond me. That's my number one. Zane, on to you. I agree with that 100%. And it's interesting, just my list. So, like, we have a couple copies different in spots. But uh, just to start out with some of my honorable mentions, um, again, like the... I actually, for honorable mention, I have the Super Smash Brothers just because it would take so much work to set up, but it would be such a cool thing to see. The ensemble, it's something we grew up with. Um, I also have like Metroid as a honorable mention. Um, and this kind of had to go to honorable mention by default because it's getting a Netflix series, but The Witcher, because I love those games, but since it's already kind of getting something, so I'm just going to throw that in my honorable mention. Um <coughs> Excuse me. So my number five, um, I'm going to say Kingdom Hearts as well. Uh, I feel like there's Praise be. so many characters and storytelling that can be done there. That would be very cool to see on the big screen. Um, Suck it, Mark. Number four for me is actually, again, Legend of Zelda. Um, especially, I would like more maybe like a Breath of the Wild or even like a Twilight Princess type. An older Link that you can kind of put into that world. Um, I, you could make it work too with younger, but I think it would just come over better with a older Link, older characters in that universe, because then you can just I feel like do more with that. Um, number three for me is I don't believe either of you guys played this game, but um, the game Horizon Zero Dawn, and especially what we got into with it's Aloy is the main character, and it would be a terrific a female-led movie and that's such a thing that people are clamoring for now and um just to have that on the big screen because she's such a cool character she could very much be a character for you know girls to look up to and the story-wise anyways is just very cool the universe is cool um so for me at three i gotta say horizon zero dawn and my one and two are almost interchangeable um just because I like them so much and I'd love to see it fleshed out. But um, number two would be a legit Halo movie. Um, I know, like you mentioned, the one that Mike Coulter was in. They've done um, little offshoot type things. But I'm, I want a legit movie that follows Master Chief and just really hits that main story of what we have in through the halo games and not just you know forward unto dawn which is very cool but just that really follows the main um halo storyline and my number one for me is god of war i would love to see a god of war movie it would more most likely be difficult to pull off but just the 
from playing the games and the most recent God of War game that came out might be my favorite game like I've ever played that there's so much lore you can pull from and it's such a cool story and I mean it's an angry bald dude running around killing gods so like it would be very entertaining real quick who would you fan cast as the lead for each of your movies Mark who would you fan cast for the lead of your movie for for my number one or all of them you're number one. We'd be here all day if we did all of them. <laughs> Gosh. Um, so if we're doing <laughs> Star Wars, uh, Shadow of the Empire, we're casting for... Um, oh, now I'm blanking off the top of my head. Because you put me on the spot. Yeah, because I'm trying to think who I would do too. Because you want to go someone a little bit younger. So you want to go with like uh, Harrison Ford when he was first played solo. So like that age, like... Early twenties, or late twenties, early thirties. Um, Dash Rendar is the character, and he's supposed to be in some iterations. I mean, he's not canon anymore, but supposed to be like a half brother of Han Solo. Um, gosh, maybe I know Chris Pratt's forty now, but I mean, someone like that would be a good pick. Some more you could get rugged. Uh, gosh, maybe a uh, a Dave Franco would might be even a good choice. Or even a Zac Efron, because Zac Efron's beautiful and probably play Adam Warlock in <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy, or as Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Gosh, I hope he does. That would be awesome. That would be amazing. Zane, who would you cast for yours? Uh, who would I cast as a large, angry, bald man? Uh, Amos Schmidt. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yep. No. <laughs> but he's um, like 5'6", so... <laughs> um, that's, that is a really good question. Just... I mean, like, first instinct would be, like, a, a Tom Hardy-esque character. 5'8". Moving up. <laughs> and I, I don't know. It, it's such a hard character that would be able to capture the essence of Kratos. So I feel like it's a tough one that I can't really come off. Do you almost go head. with almost maybe a no-name type person? Just to yeah, the that's kind of what I'm thinking. Who can act, but... Right. Batista would really crush that role, yeah, I think. He's, he's just... Yeah. yeah. If you're gonna he do could. origin, like if you're gonna do the first one, right. you want someone where you could grow right. to the to the new so one. So I almost think it'd almost work better, kind of with a, a new up and comer. Braun Strowman talking about wrestling. Oh, <laughs> he's he's a big dude. He's a beard, but I don't know if he dude. can act though. That'd be t- <laughs> right. That'd be a stretch. I've never heard of her. Um, I'd pick Dylan Sprouse. Well, your opinion no longer matters. Well, can I say? Comment. Can I say? I'm my sorry. Opinion? Sorry. Can yeah, you can. I would pick Dylan Sprouse. Why not Cole? Um, Dylan has the blonder hair and, uh, shut your mouth, Zane. You chose somebody that nobody who listens to knows. Okay. Um, uh, so he did say Tom Hardy, but yeah. well, he said Amos Schmidt and still nobody's like, who the heck is that? They're talking about air mattresses, nipples, and guys named Amos Schmidt. Uh, I'd pick Dylan Sprouse. He's young enough. He's, he's 27. Um, he could carry the role for a while. He still kind of does look a little adolescent. Um, and so that would be a good fit for the role. He could just grow into that character and, you know, pick up, honestly, maybe just cause I saw Aladdin yesterday. Give me Naomi Scott as Zelda. I'm all about it. She was great. She plays a princess well, but she's also a really strong figure. She could carry her own as we saw in power Rangers. She can do her own thing too. So yeah. So great list guys. Anything else you want to add before we close out the show today? Um, I actually won the add more to who I thought could be my actor. I mean, this 
uh, or the actor for um, Shadow of the Empire. Uh, I'm blanking on the actor's name, but uh, he's uh, the leader of Cersei's uh, naval ship. I'm forgetting his name, who's part of the Iron Islands, the uncle of uh, the Greyjoys. Uh, is that Euron? Euron, yep. yep. So that actor. I think he might even do pretty good at, you know, kind of just, you pretty much just do that character, that character muted a little bit so he's kind of like a good guy and throw him in as dash render yeah that, that should be really good so well hey thank you for tuning into our show today we're really glad you came you can check us out on twitter facebook and instagram just look up the infinity bros look up look for that little thumbs up with the infinity gauntlet on it that's that's where you're gonna find us hey if you've got listener feedback shoot us an email at infinity bros in infinity bros podcast at gmail.com and if you're on iTunes, please, please, please go give us a five-star rating. Join all the other 18 weirdos that did that for us. We'd love to hear your feedback. We will read it on the show. Even if it's a one-star, we might make fun of you, but we'll read it, okay? We're going to read it. We're going to give you your time in the sun. So if you are listening, please, please, please go give us a five-star rating. We want to hear your perspective. But as always, thank you for listening. Thanks for joining us. We love you 3,000. Have a great rest of your week and have fun. Talk to you soon. See ya. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros Podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Infinity Bros. Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>